0: good morning section 340 fans not maker here rolling into week 16 a couple of my co-workers listened to the podcast last week one said that my introduction music sounds like 1970s porno music and now that he said that i'm really debating whether i should change that or not because now i don't know if i can unhear that but um, I guess if it you know gets you in the mood or your significant other, then I guess um, we're two birds with one stone here. But Section three forty, Week sixteen, let's roll. I'm kind of excited about this week's podcast. We're doing a little something different. One of my friends, Jordan Combs, has sent in his picks and bets for me to discuss he was actually going to be on the show this week but with Christmas we got kind of behind I got kind of behind had to finish some last minute Christmas shopping up for my kids and wife however he did send his picks to me and we're going to discuss those Jordan has been having a really good DraftKings year this year I play with him in a couple leagues he has some solid advice We agree on a lot of things. We do disagree, but we agree on more than what we disagree. So I'm going to bring in a second perspective starting this week, and hopefully next week we'll have them on the actual show. But let's get started. Section 340, your source for expert daily fantasy sports and betting. Let's go ahead and get going. Let's start with Week 15's Goods, Bads, and Uglies I'll go ahead and start with my bets. Again, my bets is a part of the good. I had over a $3,000 weekend. I hit a couple of parlays. I hit a big over under. The only bet that I missed on as far as a bet of the week on the podcast last week was Jacksonville to cover. If you're mad at me for that one, You can go ahead and then thank me then because I won you lots of money with the Jets to cover. Um, Not only did the Jets to cover, we know that now the Jets won that game. Some places where I also hit big. I said I hit a few parlays. I parlayed Dallas, Miami, and Chicago over Minnesota. That hit big. My eyes got super big late in the week. Actually, it was right before kickoff, when I decided to do that parlay, when I saw that New England became the favorites. New England was the dogs all week. I liked Miami then. I liked Miami to cover. That was one of my bets of the week last week, actually, if you you recall. But then when New England became the favorites, my eyes just got big because I knew that was going to hit yes i know miami was missing basically its entire receiving core however you had to stop and think new england's offense is trash and miami's defense is overwhelming so thank you for those betters who faded that over to new england side i really appreciate you all so i guess i should be thanking those guys i don't know what they were thinking i think some people kind of jump the gun a little bit and decide wow all these injuries must mean that Miami is going to completely implode. You have to realize, guys, Miami is looking for a playoff berth for the first time since forever. Not forever, obviously, but a while. I think maybe 2008, n- 9, 6, somewhere around there was the last time I can recall them making the playoffs. And if I'm wrong on that, that's just off the top of my head, so forgive me. So those who faded that bet in New England took over the dog, or excuse me, um, the favorites, I appreciate you. Some other bets I won that I did not discuss on the podcast. I hit big on the over-under with last night's game. Uh, this is Tuesday, so last night's game was Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. I did not have Cincinnati winning, but I did have the over on the 40 and a half. And so, Cincinnati performing like they did pushed that score up. So, that was nice. Moving on into the bads. Well, let's not move on to the bads yet because I do have some other goods, too, that I would like to discuss. In particular, I like to discuss the goods as far as my punts of the week. Um, Mooney. For Chicago had a heck of a game he was very cheap he was in little lineups he really was productive as far as value wise the points to the percentage start in comparison to how much he cost that was a very productive day Logan Thomas again I called he went off Haskins was playing a lot um, I'm not really sure what happened there with Alex Smith. I didn't catch that. That made me nervous, but because that's the reason why I like Logan Thomas is because the way Alex Smith likes his tight ends, but he still had a productive day. I called a Tannehill stack. Tannehill and both Corey Davis had excellent days. They both were on fire in DraftKings. Actually, it could have been even better. Right at the end, Tannehill missed a wide-open Corey Davis. Sailed it. Was about seven yards over his head. That would have been even more points. With those stacks, I was about – I had seven lineups in DraftKings for the Sunday slate. And out of the seven, I I would say I, I started that stack in four of them. If my memory serves me correctly, let me look real quick. Yeah, four of them, and and every four that I started that stack, I was in the placing rounds as far as money. Um, Let's move into – now let's move into the bads. I told you guys not to start Dobbins because he wasn't getting the red zone touches, and then all of a sudden he was getting red zone touches. So I messed that one up. Um, I guess you could say I messed that one up. My whole point of not starting Dobbins, if you recall, was if you were going to punt at the running back position, you could take Gus Edwards. And Edwards still had a decent game for his prize. And that was the reason why I was saying don't take Dobbins. So if you consider it that route, then it was still an okay call. Tampa Bay, as far as the Tampa Bay game you know I called Brady Brady had a pretty decent game I think Tampa Bay getting down big early in that game 17 at one point was good if you stacked Brady with Evans or Godwin however um, it wasn't as productive as I thought so I guess I could move that into a bad category however I do think Tampa Bay getting down early kind of helped revive that a little bit. Um, and now, just the straight ugly. I whiffed on Minshew. I know he got a couple of garbage time, or well, what seemed like garbage time, touchdown passes. I thought he was going to play with a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder, kind of like what we have seen in the past. That had might been a bad call, strictly based on the Ravens' defense. Obviously now, looking back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, like we always say. But, yeah, that was my straight ugly pick of the week last week. That was one of my quote-unquote punts that you could punt on a quarterback. Still had an okay game as far as points-wise to the production and percentage started. But um, it wasn't the best. Okay, let's move into week 16's bets of the week. My first bet of the week is the Colts to cover Pittsburgh. The Colts are favored by two. This makes three straight weeks that I picked against Pittsburgh or picked a team to cover Pittsburgh. I'm not picking on Pittsburgh this week. It's not because of what they haven't done. It's mostly because... I am a big fan of what the Colts are doing right now. I think they're hot. I think they're on a roll. I think they're a very dangerous team. And secondly, I always love those picks that are under three. It's just a pretty safe bet, in my opinion. Some people disagree with me there. I like Vegas over Miami on the money line. Miami is a three-point favorite, but... The way I look at this is every game for Vegas right now is a playoff game. They have to win out, and then they have to have some things happen. I'm not sure what happened in the game last week, but Gruden had made some backhanded comment about the officiating, and he seemed angry. It was a very passive-aggressive, sarcastic remark from what I read and I just really like Vegas to cover there, or excuse me, Vegas to win there outright. It seems like Gruden has a chip on his shoulder. He has to win. He's fighting literally for his playoff life. Miami has some room for air. Miami is missing some players. I think this is a perfect storm for Vegas to win. So that might be like a bet the farm type bet, seeing that Vegas is the dogs. I like that one a lot. I like the Falcons to cover the Chiefs. The Chiefs are 10.5-point favorites. You may even want to go huge on this one and do the money line. However, you're going to wait want to wait until Friday, uh, the Christmas Day game between the Saints and Minnesota. The reason I say that is because if the Saints beat Minnesota on Friday, the Chiefs have the one seed locked up. They can't lose it. So I would be very surprised to see the Chiefs play an entire game on Sunday, pending on the Saints and how they do with the win, if they do win, for that matter. We're going to talk about that game a little bit more later, so let's move on. Combs, Jordan Combs. Um, Combs picked this week for bets. He likes the Cards, Saints, and Cowboys all to cover their spreads. Um, the Cards are five-point favorites. The Saints are six-and-a-half-point favorites. And the Cowboys are two two favorites did i read that right i don't know if i read that right hang on real quick no excuse me the eagles are two point favorites so he's picking he's picking the uh the eagles there i read wrong he's picking the eagles to cover my fault so that's cons picks card saints and eagles all to cover Five for the cards, six and a half for the Saints, and two. I like that Eagles pick. Again, for the same reason I like Colts to cover Pittsburgh at two. I really like the Cards pick at five. I'm not so sure about that Saints pick. Drew Brees still is not 100%, and the Vikings are in the same situation as the Raiders. I do think the Saints win, I just don't know if they cover. Let's go ahead and move into week 16's daily fantasy sports players that we both like as a disclaimer these are only my opinions based on my research conducted on a weekly basis and should not be taken as a guarantee but as advice only as sports fans we all know it can go either way also You can email me at section340sports at gmail.com for all my daily fantasy weekly lineups and bets, not just the picks of the week. Again, that's section340sports at gmail.com. Let's roll into our daily fantasy picks of the week. Starting with quarterbacks, I like Baker Mayfield. $6,100 on DraftKings projected to be in 10% of lineups. They're playing the Jets. That's enough said. We really don't need to go into too many details because we know it's the Jets. They are the worst against tight ends, which I'm going to talk about later. I like Jared Goff. $5,900 on DraftKings. 17% projection start. So you have to consider that 17%. That's a lot. However, his value projection is the best based on that price. They're playing Seattle. We all know about Seattle's defensive back and their past defense woes. The Rams had a bad game last week. This may be a redemption game here. They're still in the mix to win the NFC West. I like Jared Goff, but again, you do have to consider that 17% mark. That's high. My next pick, everyone's going to laugh at me because I was bagging on him a couple weeks ago. Currently, I am fully on the Mitchell Trubisky train. 2.5% projected start rate and only $5,700. They're playing Jacksonville. The Bears have a 46% chance to make the playoffs before this game. If they win, they'll slide up somewhere around 50 53%. Therefore, I do think the Bears know this. I do think the Bears come out and look awesome. I like this a lot here. Combs likes Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts, too, um, in this in this game against the Cowboys. The only thing that may be concerning is the Cowboys are actually pretty decent against the run. And we know Jalen Hurts likes to run the ball a little bit. But that's actually why I like Hurts, too, because if he can get a rushing touchdown... And some of those passing touchdowns and yards, I think it's going to pay off well. I had a friend ask me if you would go with Hertz or Herbert this week, if you had the chance. The majority of people said Herbert. I like Hertz just for that reason. If he scores a r- rushing touchdown or two, he's the only one getting those points. Combs also likes Matty Ice. I do too, actually. They're playing the Chiefs. The Chiefs are pretty decent against the pass. However, we don't know if the Chiefs are going to be starting everyone. Andy's cheap. Matty Ice is cheap. Quarterbacks to avoid this week. This is going to sound blasphemous, but I'm avoiding Patrick Mahomes if the Saints win on Friday. We've already discussed that a little bit. If they lose, then go get this guy right away. Atlanta is still getting up the most points to quarterbacks in a game and second most receivers. So if the Saints lose, go grab this guy. Also, something to consider there is Patrick Mahomes is eyeing that 5,000 yards mark. But that's only if the Saints lose. If the Saints win, I would avoid him. He's expensive, of course, obviously. He's always going to pay off. But you're just going to have to do an extreme amount of punting elsewhere. But if the Saints win on Friday, the Chiefs have the number one seed locked up. We already talked about this. So I don't see Mahomes playing more than a half, especially if he gets to that 5,000 mark quickly, which I don't think he will in this game. Uh, It all depends. It all depends. But that's your quarterbacks of the week. Let's move into running backs. I'm a huge fan of Le'Veon Bell. $5,800 he is projected to be in 22% of lineups so everybody else has that same idea as I CEH is out for the remainder of the at least regular season and he he probably missed some of the postseason so he's going to be the main back and he was already starting to get a lot of main back touches now he's especially going to get all the touches Williams may get a little bit, but Bell is the man. We know that chief situation. Um, just mentioned uh, Williams. You may consider Darrell Williams just because CEH is out. He would be cheap, but no, I don't know if he's just going to get the touches to waste that money. I love David Montgomery again this week, $7,700. Projected to be 11% of lineups. Again, playing... Jacksonville, we know how Jacksonville is. The Bears keep climbing up that playoff percentage uh, possibility. I like it. I like Trubisky and I like Montgomery, which sounds bizarre. You may consider Tony Pollard again because of the Zeke situation. Man, they are bagging on Zeke bad. Uh, One sports guy, I won't say his name, I don't want to throw his I mean, if you watched it, you already know, said that Pollard's better than Zeke anyway. So why wouldn't you start, let alone Zeke being hurt? I don't know if I would go that far. Maybe this year I would tend to agree. I just don't know what's going on with Zeke, man. Um, He just kind of seems before the injuries, like, I don't want to say he didn't care, but he seemed, I don't know, maybe lost cause after... Dak went down? I'm not sure. Pollard had a big game last week. I had him in some of my lineups. When Pollard scored that touchdown last week, I was jumping up and down because that was my last bet to hit on my parlay with Dallas winning there. I was ecstatic. That sealed the deal on my parlay that hit for uh, $1,500 or so. So Pollard's my man this week as well. Combs likes Dobbins. He also likes Kareem Hunt. He likes them because the price of what they cost are both fairly cheap and who they're playing. The Ravens are playing the Giants. The Browns are playing the Jets. We know that. We spoke about that earlier. I'm always a Hunt guy, especially in bad defenses like this because they are a 50-50 duo, and then you're really going to get a maybe even some more towards Hunt carrying the ball over Nick Chubb in in these situations if the score gets out of range. I missed on Dobbins last week. He was one of my running backs to avoid last week. Strictly based because Edwards gets the red zone touches, especially inside the five. I whiffed on that one last week. So I'm not going to say I don't like the Dobbins pick. It's a fair price for production. Certainly. Certainly there. A running back I would avoid this week is Wayne Gallman for the Giants. For whatever reason, he's not getting the ball nearly as much as he was a couple weeks ago. Throwing the fact that they're playing the Ravens. The Ravens have a great defense, especially against the run. Gallman's always enticing because... His cost to production is high. He's got a high value, but not this week. Not this week. Go elsewhere for your punt if you're going to punt on a running back. Avoid Wayne Gallman. Let's move into wide receivers. I'm a big fan of T. Higgins at $4,700 on DraftKings, 8.5% of lineups. Third most touchdowns are given up by the Houston Texans defense to wide receivers. They also give up the seventh most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Even though the Bengals are pretty low on yards per game in the passing game, it was clear on Monday that Ryan Finley is comfortable targeting him for that reason alone with the whole backup quarterback situation. Anytime a backup quarterback finds a receiver he is comfortable targeting, I think you go with him, especially at that price, $4,700. Sammy Watkins, $5,000 on DraftKings, projected in 6% of lineups. I think Watkins stays in the game, even if Mahomes comes out. We've stressed this game a lot based on what the Saints do, so this is another one of those situational awareness things. If Mahomes comes out, I think he'll come out as well. This leaves Watkins as the number one. I'm not sure if Kelsey would come out in that situation too. We will see. There's a lot that could go either way there on that game. A lot of Chiefs players are jockeying for yards, records, and whatnot. So we'll see. I really like Cole Beasley at $5,200, projected in under 4% of lineups. Diggs is questionable right now. New England gives up the most, uh, excuse me, gives up the eighth most touchdowns and wide receivers. I think New England is kind of done. Yes, I know they're eliminated from the playoffs, but what I mean by done is I just think they're kind of over it. The tone and in Cam's interview after the game last week was not promising. Buffalo is still playing for position. They have like a 0.01% chance of getting the one seed still, which is very, very improbable, but they do still have to play to keep that two seed, so they still have something to play for. If Stefan Diggs does not play, you have to go Beasley here, 100%. Speaking of that, a wide receiver that I would avoid this week is Stefan Diggs. He's got a foot injury. I doubt they will play him the same amount of snaps. They're going to save him for the playoffs. He may, If he does play, I doubt what I mean by that. If he does play, I doubt he'll play as much as he does, especially playing New England. If they get up big, they're going to pull him. At this point, It's very favorable for them to secure the two seed. And if they get up, I don't see him playing that much. I just don't like Stephon Diggs this week. Let's go ahead and talk about tight ends. I like Tyler Eifert. $3,000 DraftKings being played under 3%. Bears give up the third most touchdowns in the league against tight ends and fourth in yardage. Also in this game, I like Cole Komet, $3,000 as well in DraftKings. Jacksonville is very poor at giving touchdowns to tight ends as well. This may be an all tight end game. If you're a tight end fan, watch this game. I have another tight end I really like this week, but I'm going to save it for one of my stacks of the week. Combs likes Goddard and Fant for obvious reasons. They're playing teams that are not particularly good against the tight end position, and they're relatively cheap. I would avoid Jonu Smith this week at tight end. Green Bay is good against tight ends. I think the Titans look to score elsewhere in some other areas. We know they have a lot of offensive options. So I really would be surprised if Smith gets the targets that he's used to. Strictly, again, just because Green Bay is good against tight end production. Let's move into my Stacks of the Week. Stack of the Week. I have a couple I want to talk about. I like Jared Goff and Cooper Cup. Goff is fifty nine hundred dollars. He has a high ceiling value in this game. Cup is sixty six hundred in DraftKings. Also another high ceiling guy. The Seahawks are still very bad in the defensive back game. They're no longer the worst. A couple games in a row, they did decently. They're they're no longer the worst, but they are still fairly poor. So I like Goff and Cup here. Price is nice. Ceiling is high. But my stack of the week, my favorite stack of the week is I like Mayfield and Austin Hooper. Jets and their tight ends. Terrible production. Terrible. They cannot stop the tight ends for the life of them. Mayfield is rather cheap and has one of the highest values. High ceiling guy. Mayfield is getting very comfortable with Hooper. It was very clear in the game last week. And a couple weeks ago, we hit him for a couple touchdowns as well. Mayfield especially likes to hit Austin for targets against weak defensives uh, like the Jets. And what better one to target a tight end the most in the team that's giving up the most touchdowns and yardage to tight ends? Mayfield and Hooper, my stack of the week. Let's move into my punts of the week. Punts of the week. I like Mike Singletary at $4,400 on DraftKings. He's in 3% of lineups. Josh Allen is having a field day lately, but something to consider is if they get up big, which they should in this game, but if they get up big, will they consider resting his arm at minimum? Maybe his entire body. They may sit him third quarter at halftime. It all depends on how far they get up. For the price, I think Singletary's value is good if you need to cash somewhere else, especially if the bills get up big like they're projected to. I like Mecole Hardman as well, $3,500. However, he is projected to be in 10% of lineups. That's most likely due to what we've already considered. A lot of people are keeping their eye on that Saints game. If the Saints win, the Chiefs are most likely going to arrest some players by halftime. If that is the case, Mecole Hardman becomes the number two wideout to Watkins. Hardman's also going to be in the defense special teams return man. um, If you want to consider the Chiefs defense as well there. My punt of the week, my favorite punt of of the week again is Mooney. The Bears are going to go off again. He was my punt of the week last week and had a good week. I really like him at $4,000 in DraftKings, 5% of lineups projected. Mooney's going to have a good day. The Bears are going to have a good day. The Bears are going to push and make the playoffs, in my opinion. And that wraps up week 16. Again, guys, I appreciate you listening. We had quite a few followers and listeners last week again. It keeps going up and up. That's really awesome to see. We're doing this just for fun really right now. If you do want to email me about some price options about full lineups and full bets or advice, section340sports at gmail.com. Very, very cheap. You got two experts, got got a third expert on its way. I'm looking at these things around the clock every day section 340 sports at gmail.com. Hey guys, if you notice my voice is kind of scratchy and I got a, you know, a little bit of a, a nasally sound this week. I'm sorry. I got a cold, but it is that time of year. Speaking of that time of year, Christmas is Friday. I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas. I hope you guys get out there and win this week. Maker out.